When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Someone emailed the other day, a loyal listener, to love your show so much. Your show's amazing, but uh, you guys play the football sounder too much. Well, that's too bad. Just empowers us to play it more. Come on! Football! We have more than one football sounder. We have, we have tons of football sounders. So. Maybe we'll just do a full show where all we do is hit football sounders. We don't even Stella talk. said the same thing. She's like, don't play it so much. I'm like, Stella, we love to play that. Now go eat your Nutrisource and shut up. <laughs> Because around my house, I run, I run a very tight ship, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, as Sam, was it Sam Cassell that said one time, some guys run around their house yeah, and some guys run their house? Uh, he said, I'm a guy that runs my house. Judd's a guy that runs around his house. Run, 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 run. <laughs> With Stella, though, so she's happy about that. Yeah. Gets her, uh, gets her energy levels up so she can take longer naps. This is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment speculation therapy for you guys. And uh, we like to rank things on Tuesday. And now that the Vikings have a new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, who brings pedigree and credibility and more aggressiveness than Ed Donatel brought, Judd has a list of, is it five players who stand to benefit it's, the most? Yes, it's five players, and, and, I, and I have a bonus sixth thing. Oh, wow. But it's five players. A sixth players, thing or a sixth, a sixth player? Thing. No, no, a sixth thing. It's going to be a bonus surprise. It's like the it's like the signed baseball card in the pack. You don't know who it's going to be. It's like the bubble gum that's all crusted out and it's molded because it's been it's, in there. It's going to be a years. pleasant surprise. So stay tuned because I'm not going to start with that. I'm going to start with the five players, and then at the end, I'm going to give you the sixth thing. Not to be confused with the sixth sense, a very famous <laughs> 1990s film I still haven't seen. All right. I haven't either, actually. As a guy Bruce who loves What? Who, who yeah. is the kid? It was Bruce Willis and Haley, Haley Joel Osment. You guys yeah. have never seen that? I can never stand that kid's face. <laughs> a lot of he takes like flying he was off cry. right now. Haley Joel Osment always looked like he was about to cry. It's like, hey, kid, snap out of here. Is it a horror movie? Because I love horror movies, but I've never seen suspense. it. Suspense. just more of a... I, okay. I, would, I would lay a little more suspense and thriller than I would horror. 
It's like the crying game, right? Like at the end, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I have no idea what the crying game is. um, Oh, you never heard of the the crying game? The crying game? I have not heard of that either. Is it a movie? Yes. It's it's another one of those bizarro ending twists that you didn't see coming. Yes. Crying game. I know the secret of the crying game. Yes, it was another famous. 1992. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is in everything. Yeah, he is. Great actor. Especially in the 90s, he was. Okay. Have you guys seen that movie Smile, by the way? Speaking of horror movies, I've no. not dabbled in the smile. No, oh, scary, bone chilling. Yeah. Interesting. Get on that because that, that's creepy. the one. That's the one where where they, they had people showing up behind home plate at the World Series, right? Yes, and just with yes. odd smiles, and then they're like, it's oh my God. super creepy. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, that's the okay. creepy smile now that Kevin yep. O'Connell has after he hired Brian Flores. Yes. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Don't NFC that. North quarterbacks. Don't do that. No All longer right. sitting back in a shell. All right, so here's I the packing order. <laughs> five. Five names and a bonus for you, but I'm going to start with the five current players who I think are going to benefit the most. I can't even look up. I'm not. They're going to benefit the most. There is nothing more weird than, than a weird stare. Oh, and this is man. coming from a guy who can't smile, so I just look really weird when I smile. Um, all right. Judd's in the movie Smile, not because he's, like, trying to be creepy and terroristic. It's just his regular smile. I can't take a picture. I can't take a picture to save my life. (laughs) All right, number one on my list is no surprise, Daniil Hunter. Um, He's probably going to need or want or desire a contract extension. But it's funny because in 2022, it really appeared that there were large chunks of time he disappeared. But every metric said, no, he played well. He played really well. And so that was it was definitely a thing where he was not maximized. I mean, look, I think after like three games of dropping him into coverage, a coach with common sense, a coordinator with common sense would have been like, you know what, this isn't really working, and it's not using him to his maximum. Brian Flores, who loves who who is a defensive illusion of complexity guy, just like KOC is an offensive guy. Brian Flores is going to grind film and come up with ways that Daniil Hunter can, again, regularly, and that's the key word here, regularly cause nightmares for quarterbacks and opponents, right? So I think it's just a slam dunk, a 360 slam dunk. Daniil Hunter is going to, assuming he's back, will benefit huge from Brian Flores being his DC instead of Ed Donatel. Yeah, and even even last year, this this crazy system change for him, and like I remember Ed Donatel... You know, after the first few games, it was like, it, it, this is totally normal. It takes guys a while in the system. It's like, should it? <laughs> he said that in, dude, he said that in November or December? He said that again. going to give it a couple seasons here a in year. my system, and eventually he'll figure it out. In training okay. camp, in training camp, Ed said it's going to take Daniil some time. And honest to God, I think it was early December, he came back with that line. And yeah. we're all like, no, that's but, not right. But what's really impressive is, you know, Daniil, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at like the top 15 edge rushers in the NFL based on pressures. He was eighth in the NFL in total pressures last year. He was ahead of, well, Trey Hendrickson played uh, a couple fewer games, but he was ahead of Miles Garrett. He was ahead of Matthew Judon, a couple other guys that are recognizable, Sam Hubbard. And of the top, so here's the other bonus you get with Daniil, even in that system. Of the top 15 edge rushers last year, he was second in stop tackles too in the yeah. in the run game, yep. so he's still this multifaceted. He's not just a one trick pony pass rusher. He is an overall excellent player 
that probably just wasn't utilized in the way that he should have been last year. The eye test and the data should never be that far apart. Yeah, that's that's fair. I lost track of him at times. And then I looked at the data and it's like, oh, no, you shouldn't have. Somebody's at fault there. Yeah. All right, number okay. two. Number two on my list is, is a third-round pick from 2022 who I assume is going to be a starting linebacker and, again, receive sufficient coaching. Brian Asamoah. So I think Kendricks is gone. I know Jordan Hicks is gone. Asamoah is a guy who there is no question might have had some rookie issues, might have had some shortcomings, but the upside was there. And the Vikings were basically like, oh, we'll see. We'll use him sometimes. He's a special teams ace. Okay. No, 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 no. Brian Asamoah should be a starter day one. Is he going to screw up? Absolutely. But in a defense that Brian Flores loves to run where aggressiveness and playing downhill is absolutely key, Brian Asamoah is among the biggest winners from the switch from Donatel to Brian Flores. Yeah, there's just there's intrigue there. And they felt, it seems like they just felt obligated because they had these two esteemed linebackers that had, like in back-to-back years, they both led the NFL in tackles and their locker room leaders. And they... I think bringing I understand why they brought Jordan Hicks in because, you know, they signed him before they drafted Brian Asamoah. Sure. They signed him because they needed another linebacker. Sure. And then two months later, the NFL draft happens. So I, I get the signing, but just the unwillingness to move off of him. They did mix Asamoah in at times for like 15 or 20 snaps, and it was kind of framed as, hey, we got second half of the season – we're going to give you veterans a breather here, you know, or take a series off in the first half. But, I mean, I joked with you guys during the season. You could have changed the Vikings logo from the the horns on the side of the helmet to just like Jordan Hicks reaching out five yards away from a tight end because he was always trailing in coverage. Not that Brian Asimov is going to come in and be a pro bowler, but, like, can he just make up ground? Can he, if you're going to send him on a blitz, can he close the gap and put pressure on a quarterback? Just different yes. things like that. Yes, Two things that um, that stuck out to me about him. One is, and this was a fireball offense, and I, I think it probably played a role in Ed being jettisoned, is in the playoff game, before Asamoah suffered the concussion on special teams, he was not playing. On Christmas Eve, he had played 27 snaps against these same Giants. Yeah. Guess what? The Vikings won on Christmas Eve. They lost in the playoff game. The other play that stood out was this one. The fumble, I believe, that Asamoah forced against the Giants in the Christmas Eve game, where he also got beat, but then he caught the play. He caught the guy that that got the ball and forced a fumble. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. So you're going to get beat, dude. I know that. Imagine Jordan Hicks last year catching anyone to force a fumble. Yeah. So, you know, those are two things. Those are two plays or two situations. One play that's not perfect, but guess what? It gave you a chance, and you got the football back. So yeah. he's the second guy. Agreed. The third guy is a guy who we said, well, he got hurt. What were the Vikings supposed to do? The apologists were out in full force. That's first-round pick Lewis Seen. Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt, I believe, in the fourth game of the season in London against the Saints. Prior to that, he was never given a shot to start. He is a first-round pick. You basically came out of the spring camps, and – your defensive coordinator convinced you that I believe sixth round pick from a couple years ago, Cam Bynum was the starter because he got it. He knew what he was doing. Lewis Seen is the definition of what you want. 
big, aggressive. And by the way, before before he got, got hurt, and who knows if he's play, uh, on special teams to get hurt if he is starting at safety, before he got hurt, he had a chance to play alongside Harrison Smith. Yeah, yeah I think Harrison Smith would have helped him a little bit. Lewis Seen, I think, because it, it sounds like, like his recovery is going really well. Lewis Seen could benefit in an enormous way, and I would expect him to be starting on opening day. So I just – some of the – I wonder if Kwesi just – it's weird that you would draft players like Seen and Asamoa, and and the the writing was on the wall going into the season. Like Seen was not progressing in the offseason. Why would you draft players that are aggressive downhill speed players, and then hire a few months before the draft? I get it. Hire a defensive coordinator that doesn't leverage or use any of those assets or play those guys. Was it like what a weird waste of the offense was good enough and played well enough in the fourth quarter to win you 13 games despite having the worst defense that we've seen basically in nine years here, right? Right. If you would have had a Brian Flores-type mindset and a a willingness to unleash some of these younger players, I'm not saying you would have been the ninth-best defense in the league, but could you have been 20th instead of 31st? Could you have, and maybe you don't win more than 13, but could you beat the Giants in the first round and then stood a chance in the second round? It just, the whole thing was... Well, kind of mind-numbing in retrospect. I think because O'Connell had so much on his plate offensively, he literally picked a scheme that gave him trouble and that he liked and then fully entrusted Ed to yeah. run said scheme. And and my guess on Quazy is Quazy and, and his staff uh, go shopping for the groceries but then just turn over the groceries to the chefs and say, cook. And Ed was like, "I don't really like your ingredients, dude. So I'm going to use these. Uh, th- I'm going to use today old bread. And there's some yeah. stuff in the back of the fridge here. I'm going to pull out. Oh, oh, it's moldy. Ah, I can use that anyway. <laughs> so I, I think O'Connell was so hyper intensely focused on offense and did a good job that he didn't take into account. I mean, Phil, it was in December when he sat reportedly Ed Donatel down and said, "I went through your defense. It's super predictable." Like, that's not what he signed up for. He signed yeah. up for this, you know, in vogue defensive scheme. And then in December, he's telling the guy, I, I just watched this defense. It sort of sucks. Like, that's remarkable. Yeah, they're just – and I get that, like, we sit here and we can play Monday morning quarterback all day long. And if you put yourself in their shoes, and I'm not trying to make excuses because it is what it is. You're signing up for it, and every team has to deal with the timelines. But you get hired in January – and in some cases, February. Like if you go to the Super Bowl in this case. He got hired in February. Yep. Kevin O'Connell. And so they had a late start on the whole process of building a coaching staff. You have to build your we, – we talked about this. It's kind of a tight timeline to put together a perfect uh, offseason. We were kind of raising some red flags, and, you know, lo and behold. So you get the job. Like, I guess it was – did he get told he had the job before the Super Bowl? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And then it got it got announced after the Super Bowl. So he, correct. So he probably knew like beginning of February, and now he's starting to text and whatnot. Well, the combines in three weeks, and then free agency is is basically a month after he was hired. Yep. So you have to put to, here. Congrats, life changing moment. You've been hired. Now you have to grab a defensive coordinator as a first year coach to basically be the head coach of your defense. You guys have to all meet and figure out how much cap space do you have. You're dealing with contract negotiations. Daniil over here, Kirk Cousins over there, all these other tentacles. 
and free agency has begun, and you're trying to free up money and see who's available, who wants to play for you. And then the draft, like it is a super fast three to four month period that for a first year well, GM and a first year coach, it's it, it's probably really hard to nail it the first time around. And the coach is, and in this case, the coach is completely focused on the offense. Like that's yeah. that was his mission. Like he said that once. He said, "Don't forget, I'm an offensive first coach." So he went and bought a house and didn't have the ability to fix things. Yeah. He was like me. And he got in the house. He's like, this house is going to be great. And then it's like, there's a leak in the roof. Oh, well, that's a problem. The fixtures don't work. Oh, I can't fix that. Like, I did. the thing about the, these jobs that I don't think we appreciate in, in full, and this is not disparaging the guys, the coach, but they are ordinarily now so hyper-focused on their side of the ball that it's not like O'Connell is like going through the defense a ton. Like he knows what he doesn't like to face, yeah. but he doesn't know the intricacies. He knows the in- intricacies of offense. And by the way, he's also like preparing to call plays and stuff like that. So that's why having a guy that I think we can now consider to be head coach defense is a good idea. It's like you in your home, or it's like me previously in my kitchen until I discovered my Brian Flores, which is Vivrant online knife sharpening. So my wife and I have been telling you guys, we've starting late last year, started making it a goal to, we're not like never going out to eat. Trust me. We love going out to restaurants. It's a blast. But um, we now love cooking at home. And I didn't know that this was a thing or existed until my friends at Vivrant got in touch. But it's a Minnesota-based company. You mail your kitchen knives in and Vivrant professionally sharpens them and mails them back heightening the experience of slicing and dicing vegetables to make, you know, we made, uh, we'll go on TikTok and find videos of like salmon poke bowls and things. And so it's just such a game changer and it makes it so much more fun in the kitchen to have these professionally sharpened knives. Think about this too. Like everyone in America for the most part has knives. Did you know that you could just go to vivrot.com? They'll send you a mailman safe set of packaging Boom, within a few days, so excited I'm tipping my microphone over. Uh, they'll send you replacement knives. Within a few days, boom, you've got your professionally sharp knives back. Uh, the next 50 people to order with the promo code SCORE receive your fifth knife sharpened for free at vivrot.com, vivrant.com. And with every order, Vivrant supports paying off school lunch account balances in our local school. So check it out. Let us know what you think or stop into the uh, the store in Wyzetta where uh, Joseph and his team can help you out and uh, maybe sign you up for some skills classes as well. It's the Very Brian nice. Flores of <laughs> yeah. of kitchen experience. Don't be dull, right? Don't be dull. <laughs> Get those knives. There's nothing yeah. worse than trying to cook with a dull knife, too. It sucks. Or a dull coordinator. That's yeah. right. All right, yeah, who's the exactly next guy on right. your list? Next guy on my list who's going to benefit is the guy who I'm assuming is going to play uh, right by, Lewis Seen, Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith is going, look. Harrison Smith is still a very solid, incredibly smart player. Is, is he as fast and as athletic as he used to be? Probably not. But you know what? He's a guy who can make a difference. He is an incredibly savvy player. We've said this for a few years. He's a coach on the field, right? So Harrison Smith is going to, one, be put into more situations to probably rush a bit. But more importantly, he's also, and this is the thing where Donatel totally dropped the ball, was Harrison Smith playing a two-deep shell is just stupid. The guy, I mean, the guy proved for how long with Zimmer 
that he had the ability to come up, create confusion. This is all about creating confusion. This isn't about laying back and let's not get beat deep. No, no, no. This is about allowing a guy like Harrison Smith to utilize the smarts and savvy and also to help guys on the field as well. Harrison Smith, one, I think he stays, and two, because he didn't have a bad year, but I think he has a bounce back year in the sense that 22 is going to look like 22 again as opposed to a guy who's trying to play deep and he gets some picks but for what he can do is was way too big of non-factor on a snap-by-snap basis you know he the biggest thing that stands out to me is he was sent under Mike Zimmer he was sent on an on average on three to four pass rushing missions per game so about once a quarter or so at least once a half yep here comes Harrison Smith Boom. It you know, didn't result in a sack every time by any means, but just allowing him to do his little Harrison Smith things, right? Just improv, or maybe you maybe you dial it up. Last year, he was only sent on 14 of those pass rushing missions. Yeah. He had 86 pressures coming into the season in his career, two last year. Not because he's fading as a player, it's because they weren't asking him to do those things. They were basically like limiting him from doing the things that he does the best. And um, that has to change. And I agree with you. I think it's more likely he comes back. Here's another one, too. Okay, so Harrison Smith playing in the box is, right, that's the that's what we're all going to remember. Like, oh, here here he comes. Yep. He's walking down Sneaking to the line up. of scrimmage. Yep, is he going to drop back? Is he? There what's he, he going to do? What's he going to do? So under Mike Zimmer, there were seasons in which he played 100 to 150 more snaps in the box than he did last year where he played 50 to 70 more snaps on the line than he did last year. Absolutely. They just had him back much more often in a, in a deep look than at any point in his career. So. He's, a, he's a rover. Ideally, you don't know where he's going to to be. And I look, they were supposed to do that too. You know what you can do? Show cover zero and then have a safety bail backwards. Like that's where you, if you don't confuse quarterbacks on a snap-by-snap basis they're they're going to for the most part cook you yep amen all right that so that's four daniel hunter brian asamoa lewisine harrison smith number five is a bit more of a wild card probably but i do think that there's a place uh for him if and it's a big if he can stay healthy and that's 2022 second round pick andrew booth jr andrew booth jr had the ability and was really seen I think by a few scouts as a first round talent, he fell because he was hurt constantly in college. And unfortunately that trend continued. So this is a wild card. We don't know here, but I think if there's one cornerback potentially who could be plugged in, if he can stay on the field and actually uh, win a job, it's booth. Like what he can do well fits in with what Brian Flores is going to want. And with three spots right now open, like, you're going to have to have somebody who's on the internal depth chart right now emerge. I'm putting my I'm, I'm putting my money, health provided, that Booth is going to benefit drastically from a change to a coach who I think is going to also work hard to coach him up in yep. Flores. And like Thor was telling us, you know, one of the knocks on Booth is that he's kind of a riverboat gambler type, or he's that's how he's going to make an impact is he's going to jump a route. And in the NFL, if you're too eager on that front, 
it can be easy to expose, especially veteran quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, little pump fake, double move, boom, now your ankles are broken, and Christian Watson's running down the sideline, uh, dropping a 70-yard potential touchdown. He got better as the season went along. but um, So can you can you still coach him up to be a little more disciplined while maintaining some of that gambler? Can you can you find that sweet spot of his potential? But then can he stay on the field, right? That's yeah, the that's my biggest thing right now. And the bonus. Oh, Are you guys prepared for the bonus? I don't know. It's not even a I gave person. You, you, said it's, you said it's a thing. Well, yes. Well, or, or it's a lot of people, but it's not a player. It is U.S. Bank Stadium and the fans in it. And here's why. Is there anything that deaden, that deadens a crowd where they go dead-ass quiet? Then it's third and eight. They give up a first down. It's, it's third, third down. Third down. You know, exactly right. And they start the ACDC, the Hell's Bells. And sure enough, Daniel Jones throws it to Saquon. Six-yard gain. He falls ahead for two or three more first down Giants. Place goes dead ass quiet, yeah. right? Yeah. Think about this. And I'm joking, but I'm not. That building can be loud and intimidating when it's rolling. But I think the most important thing for continual rolling of a building like that and noise is defensive success. Like what causes more of, of a roar than it's third and eight and now Incomplete pass. Crowd goes nuts, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you, I think with a defensive coordinator who is going to urge aggressiveness and use schemes that is going to pressure quarterbacks, some of whom back in the day with, with Mike here uh, came apart in that building because it gets loud and intimidating. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them, I think you're going to have a reemergence of an atmosphere that we didn't see nearly enough of despite the 13 wins because of how this defense is going to approach the game. Yeah, I think, you know, from a, from a fan's perspective, it it really felt like the biggest thing, people understood the limitations of the personnel, and it wasn't the 2017 Vikings. People understood that and could kind of forgive it a little bit. It was just the lack of fight. that You're really just going to, you're going to give up 400 yards a game, and you're going to play eight yards off the receivers, and you're going to have one of the lowest blitz rates. So you're just going to get punched game after game after game. And only a couple times did they really come back and start. And even like when they dialed up blitzes, it just wasn't native to that system, and it wasn't it wasn't something that they had really ingrained into their DNA, and so it didn't work that well. And they didn't have the personnel. I get it. They didn't have the personnel. And the coach had to bag for it. Please, please. I said, and the coach had to beg for it. Please, Ed, please blitz. Oh. Please blitz today. I mean, yeah. O'Connell was begging him to be more aggressive, and he's like, ah, no, 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 can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think again, if you're going to give up 400 yards a game and you're going to give up, you know, 27, 30 points, you might as well try to get a couple turnovers out of it by creating some chaos. Amen. And and there was a couple years where the Dolphins under Brian Flores, they would bend a lot, but then they would lead the league in interceptions because they were there's some great. I, I recommend I I tweeted out a link. There's a 10 minute video that has like 25 different plays or something broken down from the last few seasons of Brian Flores in Miami. And there was a game where they, what they were doing at the line of scrimmage was flustering Patrick Mahomes into bad interceptions. That's what they do. And it just, cause it oftentimes what, what that type now, can you get beat over the top a lot? If you're playing cover zero, cover one? Yes. That's the risk that you run that. Oh, gotta get rid of the ball, protection though. held up. Yeah. Got, got to get that ball out. That's the tough thing, but they'll show you a look at the line of scrimmage and it, and it, 
makes the protection have to say, okay, well, based on what they're showing us, we have to slide right here. And then all of a sudden, like, because they're sliding right based on the look up front What's in the box, the yes. there's a slot cornerback coming off the left side with no one blocking him. Yep. Right? And guess so what? Football. Hot read in play, right? Hot read, short route, Asamoah comes up. Bang. Drops back into coverage. Four-yard gain. Oh, Four-yard gain. Exactly right. No, that's what I love. I'm, I am legit excited because there is nothing worse, to your point, than watching a defense that is just passive. Yep. It's awful. Go down swinging, for God's sakes. Uh, speaking yeah. of swinging, the St. Thomas men's basketball team is swinging, battling for playoff position in the Summit League this season. Division One sports at St. Thomas the last couple of years. Get a $15 ticket to see... The Tommies take on first place Oral Roberts on Thursday and Kansas City on Saturday this week. Those games can also be heard on 1500 ESPN. Go to TommySports.com to buy tickets. The best value in town, TommySports.com. All right. There's your pecking order of people and things that are going to benefit the most from Brian Flores' arrival. Uh, You guys have more to do here today. I'm going to continue packing for our journey back to the Twin Cities. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd Purple Daily. Write that down in an accountability session.